Amen. They're going to pass that back to you, and we're going to, uh, uh, let me see. I just did it myself. Okay. Thank you, Brother Rob. Here he comes. Rob said, the old man needs help. Here we go. I painted all day yesterday, and I got to tell you, my legs right here are burning. And, uh, but I feel better now. Thank you. Thank you for taking out for the old man. There you go, brother. All right. Thank you, Rob. How about that? The guy with this coolest Jeep in Montgomery. Yeah, that's him. Well, this morning, we have finished a series called I Am in the Words of Jesus. Uh, next weekend, we start a brand new series called Character Sketches. You're going to learn so much about different characters in the scripture. But this morning, I just wanted to do, I call them solo messages. They stand alone. Matter of fact, uh, when Michael sent back my stuff, he had part eight. I said, no, no, Michael, it's not part eight. Uh, I'm finished. It's just a standalone message. And between that and the time we printed it, we had a new ministry assistant start this week. And they printed it early because she was trying to learn how to do it. And there's not a title on there. It's driving me nuts, but we'd already printed them, and they're really expensive. So I said, that's okay. So get your pen out, get your crayon out, get your lipstick out, and write saturated across the top. Is everybody okay with that? We can go to lunch quicker if you do that. Okay, all right. So write saturated. That's the name of the message. So I wanted to talk about saturation today and what that means to us as believers. I just thought it was a great word. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you some synonyms for Saturation, being saturated, soaking, drench, permeated, immersed like in baptism, dip. And here's one that I loved as a baseball player. Sometimes when you leave baseballs out and they get wet and we call those balls, what is it? What is it, Nick? Vic, what is it? Waterlogged. They, they weigh more. They're not good for your arm, right? Have you, have you ever played with some waterlogged balls? Sure, man, we played with them. They, they were pitiful, but okay. So that's what it means to be saturated, to be dipped, to be consumed, to be drenched. So I've just been playing with that word all week, just thinking through what does that mean to us as followers of Jesus? So I'm going to try to break that down, various passages and illustrations. And um, I just want you to look. There's a message truth. Why don't you draw a box around the message truth? I'd like to get y'all to interact with me. I think that's kind of fun. And so here's a message truth. Saturate yourself with the Word of God and be transformed, absorbing the truth. Bible-saturated people do what? That's pitiful. Bible-saturated people drip Bible. See, drip's kind of a... No, I'm not going to tell you all that because you all start calling me. Anyway, anyway, anyway so, so, so drip, drip. So we want to drip. We want to be squeezed with God's Word. So I've been thinking about this thing all week. So I'd forgotten to get something, and Bob bailed me out, and Misty and Michelle, and they were all doing great stuff. So PK, that likes to do props, I've got a good prop here today. And if I spill it, it's going to be horrible. Here we go. Yes, y'all never know what I'm going to do, do you? So as you think about I'm going to scoot it over. I know y'all are getting nervous. Wait, what did they say? What did she say? That is your salad bowl. But it's got another use today. I'll go ahead and just go ahead and give you a misnomer. I don't know what it is about me. I like living on the edge. I like to take risks. I like to play stuff on the edge. Matter of fact, I drive sweet Donna nuts. At home, I don't know what it is, but if there's something in our house, 
I sit it on the edge like that. Coffee cups, cups, toothpaste. And she goes, baby, baby, you could just push it in just a little bit, and it'd be really fine. Because, see, we have little grandkids that run around. Like She goes, you're just waiting for an accident to happen. And she's so right. So the other day when I put that ladder up here and did that illustration that I thought was so powerful, and y'all been commenting about it, I didn't realize one of the legs kind of walked its way over to the edge. So here we go. So we got the bow here. Now, you're saying, what's he got Vicky's salad bow for? Well... <laughs> Because I think it's going to make good sense. Okay. Now, look at this sponge. Is, is that not beautiful, Bob? You did a nice job. I mean, it's just a sponge, right? Okay. Somebody says, I need to wash my car this afternoon. So do I. It's filthy. But this sponge, now, it's extremely dry. And sponges do what? They absorb. We, we put them in the bucket. They soak in the water. And then you have to change the water because it gets all nasty. But you know what? But if I take this rock. Are rocks made to absorb anything? No. What does a rock do? Yeah, it just, it's just a rock. All right, I'm, I'm going to take it out. I just thought of something I didn't do in the history. I didn't bring myself a towel. That's okay. All right, just a rock. The rock, you know, has no, you know, I mean, it has a lot of value. I, I like the, you know, the metaphors and illustrations, but the thing is the rock doesn't absorb anything, okay? But my sponge. Now. I'm going to put it in here, and what's it going to do? It's going to turn colors. No, it's not going to turn colors. I started to put food color and all that. I said, no, that would be way too crazy for y'all. But we're just going to put it in here a while. And so what's this dry sponge doing? My hands are getting cold. Yeah, it's just soaking. It's just absorbing all this water. And I should just pull it out and come up and just wipe your face with it, right? No, that would be nasty. But what's going to happen here? Now, I hadn't soaked it long. If I had soaked it a little longer, but what's it going to do? I'm going to squeeze it out. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? You know what? As Christians, we need to soak. We need to saturate in God's love. We need to saturate in God's grace. We need to saturate in His presence. We need to saturate with Him. You're saying, how many times can He say saturate? I can sit here and squeeze this sponge. And it hadn't been in here very long. But you're saying, okay, I got it now. I got it. Because, you know, Christians, we're supposed to be saturated with the living presence of Jesus Christ. Because that, you sit right back on the edge. It's something about me and the edge. It just makes a difference. So I want you to remember this this morning. And I'm going to go ahead and take this off because I'm afraid I'm going to pour it on my iPad. And I would not be a happy camper. And you think I wouldn't be. You really wouldn't be. Okay, so, so Bible-saturated people, what do they do? They drip. <laughs> they drip Bible. They drip the character of Christ as God's Word frames, as God's Word shapes, as God's Word forms us. And there's a lot of uh, illusions, a lot of stories that I'll tell about that, that I think will help us this morning as we think about it. Because saturation is a process. I dropped the sponge in there, and the process began. You know, osmosis, you know, like, how many of you, how many of you sleep with a Bible under your pillow? You see, if that worked, man, I wouldn't have gone to seminary. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier just to take a nap and the Word of God just absorb into my brain. Oh, bless you, Misty. Oh, oh, look at that. What a servant. Yeah. Hey, can I have some fried chicken, a little okra, macaron? No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That, thank you so much, Misty. That's good. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So when it comes to our opinions, when it comes to our thought process, when it comes to our convictions, they're all affected, they're all shaped by something. 
And so the thing that I try to tell us, <laughs> I got wet too, everything that I try to tell us every weekend is the Word of God shapes us. That's why it's so important when we have a baby dedication, we read Scripture, Deuteronomy, the other passage, he talks about impressing the Word of God in our hearts, the Shema, that we let the Word of God shape, form, uh, articulate, help us become who we are. And so as I think about being saturated Whatever we're filled with, that consumes us. And, and I'm, I'm wondering, how much are we consumed, saturated, dripped, drenched with His presence, with God? Like, you know, this morning we're going to talk in, in Body Life 2.0 about, has there ever been a dry season in your life? I just want you to think about that. See, that sponge was so dry. And dry, a dry something is ready to absorb so it was ready to absorb all the water. And when you're dry in Christ, it, it, it's, it's not a good place to be. But I think you're a candidate to be at a good place. Because then if you will just turn your heart, if you would just turn your mind toward Christ, you can begin to absorb the presence of God. Have you been in that place in your spiritual life where you just felt like you were drying up? You felt like your witness, like you used to be on fire. You used to be drenched in the love and the presence and the power and the authority of Christ. But somehow, here it is, distractions. Do y'all struggle with distractions? Distractions come. And they come little and they come big. Last week, we had our annual Foxhole Pastor Southeast meeting down at 30A with Chip Jackson and a bunch of pastors and Robert Cup. This guy's got five doctorates, prolonged. I mean, he's a phenomenal theologian. I love sitting with Dr. Cup. And we talked, our whole focus was about going deep with Jesus, getting our roots driven deep with Christ, contemplating, meditating, reflecting, mar creating margins, more space for Christ to come and fill, but going deep with Jesus. So uh, it's kind of interesting. That's what we had talked about. And I'd already been thinking all the last few weeks, I want to preach about saturation. And another thing would be, if you want to be saturated, you have to have desire. You have to desire to be. The, 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 the scripture says, how much more I'll give the Holy Spirit to those that do what? Ask him. Desire him. So if you want more of God this morning, ask him. God, I'm weak. Here we go. Let, let's just look at April. Father, I'm overwhelmed with life. I'm overwhelmed with fear. I'm overwhelmed with my emotions, my concerns. That's my little boy. Lord, help. And God comes and meets us at that place where we cry out to him. We'll, we'll look at the Psalms, what he says there. So Bible people are what? Bible-saturated people are squeezed. That sponge back to it, it just squeezes it. And I just want you to see that image this morning, that God wants to squeeze you. Because like when you're full of Christ and you get more of Christ daily in your time with him and you get more full of Christ being in church and small group and you do your spiritual disciplines, then you leak out, then you drip out Christ. You drip out the Bible. But if you spend very little time with him, you get distracted by everything else, you just in, are in trouble. So I find in saturation, that's a place of peace. That also, listen, saturation is a place of overflow you know when i squeeze that sponge out the overflow how many of you want that for your heart you want to have an overflow of god's love you want to have an overflow of his mercy you want to have an overflow of his presence and his witness so i'm just asking god god help us in this lenten season as we move toward easter to want more of you now i want you to look at a passage i'm, I'm going to i've got it right here i only put right there the blue ephesians 5 18 
Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be what? Filled with the Spirit. And then, I'm going to read on down a little bit more. Verse 19 and 20. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father in everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Always giving thanks thanks for the presence and for the saturation of christ here's the word being filled with the spirit the greek word is playroom playroom and it means to be consumed it means to be filled it means to be controlled all right here we go i was going to share an illustration this morning but i'm going to go back and piggyback on april because hers was more powerful because it was raw you know what raw is? Write this down. You know what raw is? R-A-W. Real, authentic worship. That's good, isn't it? Write it down. Raw. Real, authentic worship. April didn't go. You know, I need a ditty. I need an illustration before PK gets up there. I need something to happen. No, it just welled up as she sang that song to the Lord, as she led us in playroom. She was filled with God's Spirit and she just began to leak out with his presence. Wasn't it powerful? Didn't you love her testimony? I did. You know, I, I asked you all several weeks ago, and nobody responded to me. I said, I want to have a say-so Sunday. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's what the Scripture says. Nobody responded. It hurt my feelings. And, but this morning, God had his way. <laughs> April said so. She had to because she was filled with God's presence. But here's what I love, being filled. You see, you need to be fi- you're going to be filled with something. And you could be filled with anxiety, angst, anger, whatever. Or you can be filled with God's Spirit. You have to make a choice. And I'm asking us, and I want for my life and for yours, that we get filled with God's Holy Spirit, that we get filled with His presence. Because if we don't get filled with that, other things come. How real, how crazy are our emotions bad? Are, are, your, are your emotions fickle? Yeah, they range up and down. Some of you are more emotional than others. I understand that. And God wants to control us, fill us with his Holy Spirit. And as he does that, we have power to overcome. We have a, a stronger witness for Christ. So God, overcome our fear. Let us soak in your presence. Like here, Here's what I like. I like worship. I love worship. Started praising worship church almost a quarter of a century ago, century ago how much I loved it. And I, I spent a lot of time listening to music because I worship. I draw near to Christ, and so do you. So God, help us do that. So let's, let's look at this outline. Five ways to let God's Word frame you. Number one, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Read, read, read. Set time every day to read God's Word. I can never give you God's Word one day a week, even if you came every single weekend, that's not enough. And I go ahead and tell you, a lot of you don't come every weekend. Some of you come, you know, once a month, twice a month, three times a month, four times a month, you know, just, you know, sometimes every eight weeks. I mean, whatever it is. And, and I've been looking at national statistics. And like 51% of America now says they don't go to church hardly ever, hardly ever. They don't even register. And the other 49% say, we come somewhere between maybe one Sunday and 1.5 Sundays a month. We've just seen it falling off, falling off. Now, here's the thing. 
Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Jesus makes you a Christian. But there's something about the cumulative effect. When we hear God's word over and over, it produces what? Fruit. We soak in his presence. We saturate in God's word. It's like reading your Bible. I remember 42 years ago I came to Christ. I got dropped off at a little Baptist church when I was coming up, and my folks weren't Christians. When I got a little older, I just said, man, I don't want to do this, and I dropped out. And then God radically changed me. And ever since then, I cannot be in God's house enough. And I want to be where his people are because I want to be dripping with his presence. I want to be saturated. I want to learn God's word. But 42 years ago, some, my spiritual mentor and others said, Keith, you've got to make this a non-negotiable to spend time in God's word every single day if you want to know God intimately, if you want to know him powerfully. And the church said, that's for every one of us. And I'm not, I don't want you to raise your hands. Some of you are so consistent. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Some of you are not consistent. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today, just start. Say, God, I want to read your word. It, it sounds incredibly basic, but if, if, I, if I surveyed our body, if I surveyed churches across Montgomery, across Pike Road, across Central Alabama, across America, people would say, we don't read our Bible very much. And God wants to get into us. So I always try to suggest to you, read it first thing in the morning. And you read it first thing in the morning, the day doesn't get away from you. But you don't have to read it. There's a lot of examples. And I think while we should read it, should make it a priority. But I would just submit to you, read God's word every day and you'll grow stronger in Jesus. Now, if you read it in the morning, you kind of got a, a hedge. How many of you have read the scripture in the morning, and by the time you walk to your office door, God has already used the scriptures you read that morning? Or how many of you didn't read one morning, you were running late, that happens, kids throwing up, got to get kids breakfast, got to do this, burn your pants, oh, excuse me, you, you do all kinds of things, and you get out, and you, and, 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 and you didn't get in the Word that morning. And that afternoon, something hit, and you're like, oh! And that night, you said, man, I want to be a good Christian, I want to be a good Christian, I'm going to read God's Word. And you begin to read God's Word. And the very things you read in the living Word of God was what you needed at 2 o'clock that afternoon. Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? And you go, oh, Lord, I have forsaken you. I have neglected you. I was distracted by much. I just want to encourage you today. Man, that's what I am. I'm a spiritual coach. So let's keep going. Right, so Bible reading. Look at the second one. Rewind. Rewind. You're reading a passage. It doesn't make sense. Have you ever read a passage that doesn't make sense? Huh? I read them quite often. You say, well, man, you're our pastor. You've been to seminary. You've been to, I've been to cemetery. You've been to all these things. I know. I used to tell that joke a lot, and I don't know, it just hit me. Y'all thought it was funny. I might bring it back. Okay, but here's the thing. But you know what? I find that sometimes I'm like, God, I don't get it. So here's, here's a little thing. Just write out beside that, write the word, context. Read God's word in context. Read what's before, read what's after. Sometimes when you get it in the context, and you, did y'all know that Jesus did not speak in verses? Did you know he did not go verse 2? verse 7 chapter 13 that was man-made that's so we could find our places how many of you are glad we got that but jesus i mean some people you know they're like man jesus didn't speak with verses he didn't but it's okay so we we rewind look at the third one here it is we reflect we don't just read it but we do what we study it we dig it we we dig it we do dig it we it's like i'm in california we mine it we dig deep in, deep in the riches of Christ that we might be saturated with more 
of his word. See, the more that I give space, you know, that's what I'm encouraging us this morning. Let's give space to God's word. Let's give margin that, God, I want to make time for you that I might reflect on you. So here it is. We want to read. We want to rewind. We want to reflect. Now look at the next one. This, I, I think this is good. We repeat God's word. Uh, I do this sometimes now. Matter of fact, I do it more. I read a passage over and over. And you're saying, well, why do you read it over and over? Well, sometimes I don't understand it. Sometimes I'm like, God, there's more there. And I read it. And then I go and get different Bibles and I get different translations. And then I, and I just begin to just read it over and over in different translations. And God's Word speaks. God's Word is alive. Wait a minute. Kids must be out here playing or something. Have y'all been hearing some voices? Okay, it's not me. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I kept hearing these little voices a minute ago. And I went, man, I think I'm sounding like, Don, am I going crazy, baby? And, and uh, uh, don't answer that, I know. But, I, I, man, it was just, I, hey, sunshine's out. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, so we, we repeat. Repetition is, repetition is a great way to let God's Word sink deep, deep, absorb, penetrate deep into our hearts. All right, let's look at the next one. Restart. What about restart? Well, sometimes you've been reading, you've had seasons of reading, but you've kind of departed. Today, this afternoon, it could be a good time to just kind of restart your engine, your spiritual battery. You know, we, we have to charge our batteries. You know, I just got a new phone about a month ago. Praise the Lord. I love my new phone. You know why? It works. My other one, I was charging every two hours. It was I was looking for a cord everywhere I went. It was, just, it was ridiculous. And I got, a, I got a new phone, man. It, it works. But you know what? But, but every, you know, every night or every couple of days, like, I have to put that thing and charge it because it, 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 it needs to be restarted. Well, spiritually speaking, don't you need to restart sometimes? Like, God, I need a new reading plan. God, I need to restart with your people. I need to restart my spiritual disciplines. But we don't just read the Bible. We study it. We get into it. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 21. It's amazing what God's Word says. Therefore, you should lay up these words of mine in your heart and your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children speaking of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down when you rise up and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates that your days and your days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of heavens above the earth god help us to be a people help us to be families at christ community that hide your word in our hearts that lord we frame your word over the over our hearts we frame your word over the doorpost of our homes that all that enter in and all that leave they've been in the presence of christ because they've seen you through us and god's people said god frame us by your word it is you know what jesus did he was led into the wilderness he was tempted by the devil and he kept saying this one phrase over and over it is written write it down it is written Jesus needed the Father's Word, and He rebuked Him. He overcame Him by the authority of the Word. For us, God, it is written. So, Lord, we don't want to just pray in our homes. Lord, we want to live out Your Word. We do want to pray in our homes. We want to know You. We want to know Your Word. We want to saturate ourselves with You. Oh, I hope this morning this somehow just 
drives down deep, that the truth-filled promises of God's Word fill your soul. You know, when I, started out, when I first started out with Jesus, like I told you, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I, I didn't really know a lot. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd been to Sunday school and heard some of the stories, but I didn't really know it. I was a new Christian at Troy University, and, uh, but God gave me this ability to be able to pray. I, I started praying as a young Christian. I started a prayer group in my dorm that we packed out my room. Because I just, I, I'd always had this ability to gather people, and I, I had a big mouth, and don't say amen, and, and I loved to pray, but I didn't know God's Word, so I drove 50 miles for a Bible study every week, because I just wanted God's Word, and, 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 and but, but as, as I would do that, I, I thought, man, but I don't know God's Word, and it's so funny when I think, man, I have the privilege, the honor to speak God's Word to you, to be your pastor for 38 years now, I've been a pastor. For 42, I've taught the Word of God to people. But I, I just started digging and digging. And you're saying, but Keith, and I've got so far to go. But when I think about where I was 42 years ago and where I am today, blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, it just it, it took, it's taken daily, monthly, yearly, decade after decade. Oh, I pray that I live a long life. You know why I want to live a long life? Because I want to love Donna for a lot more years. I want to live a long life because I want to love my grandkids and I want to see them married and, and see what they do with their life. I want to live a long life because I want to keep going with Jesus. And the church said, yeah. And you know what? I'm thinking, man, give me another 20 years. Man, I might have something to say. I hope I got something to say now. Okay, I, I, I didn't think that's funny. All right, so immerse yourself in the Scripture, in the Bible. So you see, sometimes when our hearts get hard, Nothing penetrates. Nothing sinks. It's just like, the, oh, those legs hurt. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That hurt bad. See, that might be your heart this morning. A rock. It's hard. Nothing comes through. Or, because of Misty, I can pick this up again. Or you might be a sponge that the Word of God just starts to fill you and consume you look at that man isn't it man oh god let us drip okay i'm not starting this sermon over all right one more chance god let us drip say it like you mean it let us drip amen See, we're a Bible-centric, worship-centric, Christ-centric, dripping church for Jesus, soaked. That almost looked like soap. I wonder if Bob washed his car before he got back over here. All right, Lord, we love you. We want to just drip. We want to just be consumed with you, Father. Huh? I might not get those wires wet. If I do, you have a new pastor next Sunday, I promise. Okay. All right, let's keep going. So, you know what happens to Bible-saturated people? Don't say drip. When they're pricked, they're poked, they bleed Bible. Oh, God, let us bleed with the riches and the mercies of Christ. Oh, God, help us to be more like you. Help us to know your word. Help us to hide your word in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Let me go to this quickly. Oh, man, got so much stuff and so little time. All right, 
Psalm 119, the longest psalm of the 150. I love it. Psalm 119, it illustrates this. Verse 11, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Then I shall have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Verse 42, though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. Verse 61, they have almost made an end of me on earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. Verse 87, the wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. Verse 95. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, but I do not swerve from your testimonies. Verse 157. Did you notice a theme there? It was God's word. It was his law, his precept, his testimony. God, let us be saturated. Did you know that if we're really saturated with God's word and God's presence, do you know sometimes when we dream, we can even have godly dreams? We can have dreams that honor him. Listen to this right here. Psalm 63, verse 3 through 6. Write it down. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on the watches of the night. See, prayers just lead us into the presence of God. It's like, I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have cell phones or any of these fun things. And then I remember in high school, we had CBs. That's another story. God, that was wicked. That was another day. But I, I, what my favorite was when I was a little kid, I mean, when I got my first walkie-talkie. Raise your hand if you had a walkie-talkie. I thought that was the coolest technology known to man. And about the second day, the son of a gun didn't work, we took it back. I mean, it's pitiful. Or the batteries go dead. But you're like, I mean, you'd be standing around the house. You could have just said, hey, Jimmy, are you over there? But I had to get on a walkie talkie. Hey, Jimmy, I'm on, I'm on a deep spy mission. I'm over on the corner. That's my brother, you know. I mean, you know, I just, I like walkie talkies. But you know what? We don't, aren't you glad we don't have to have a walkie talkie talk to talk to the Father? Because if I had one, I know it wouldn't work. I mean, how many of you had a walkie talkie that was a piece of junk? Just raise your hand in church. Yeah, Radio Shack, that's why they're out of business today. They should, <laughs> did, didn't they go out of business? They should have. Yeah, anyway, all right, here we go. I can't believe I just said that. I used to go to radio. That was a cool story. I know some of you had your first computer from Radio Shack. You should have repented then, too. Okay, here we go. All right. So, <laughs> all right. We got to get the body of life. All right. So, here, let's fill it in. You just look at these great verses. Three ways to establish a word-saturated rhythm in 2020. Write it in there. Three ways to establish word-saturated rhythm. Number one establish a daily rhythm. Did I build a case for that earlier in the message? I think I did. And God wants us to repent if we're not having time in his word. And he wants us to go back and have a redo. He wants us to have a mulligan, a do-over. And God, we get to restart with you. God, we want to establish daily holy habits with you, Father. And Lord, uh, when, I, when I spend time with you, I get snatched and delivered from the presence and the power of sin. So, Lord, saturate us in your word. Elizabeth Elliot, the great writer, she's dead now. Don and I have got to hear her speak live and passion and purity in all her books. And her husband, Jim Elliot, no, no, no. But her, 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 um, her, her father, listen to this. He said, a Christian who is saturated with the word is likely to have a calm, wholesome outlook on life. 
to be kept steady on the path of God's will in neither joy or sorrow, wealth or poverty. He is likely to be a pleasant companion, not voluble and aimless talk, and he will not be overly disturbed by the world's conditions because that person has found stability in Jesus, not in this world, but in the Word of God. So we spend time. Uh, I, I just want to give you a quick thing to write to the side. This is so worthy you need to hear. Verse mapping. I don't know if you're familiar with that terminology, but verse mapping is basically you read the Word, you identify keywords in the passage, and you make notes of keywords, and then you go back and you do a Greek study or a word study, and you just begin to dig and dig out those word passages, and you just kind of verse map to get a fuller of understanding. Somebody's going to take me up on that and go, because you know what verse mapping does? It forces concentration of the mind and the heart and the soul. How many want more concentration with Jesus? You want more saturation? You concentrate. It's just a good thing to do. Here's another way to get more full of God's Word. Sing His Word. A lot of our songs that we sing are very biblical. And the hymns, they're full of God's Word. And how many of you, how many of you, you know, I forget which uh, great theologian of the past, he said he had a Bible in one hand and he had a, a hymn book in the other hand. And as he read God's Word, he would always, he would sing. That's a great thing to do. And in our movement, we've got our phones, and we just pull out our phone, and we can sing our praise courses, our praise songs to Jesus, and we can read the Word, and we get saturated. Do I have a witness? Is all this coming together for you somehow this morning? Hello? Okay, I just want to make sure. Here we are. All right, listen to this real quick. We pray God's Word. This is powerful. Psalm 143.1. Write these verses down. These are prayers that you could pray this week. Psalm 143.1. Hear me, O Lord, and listen to my plea. Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. How many times do I pray that to the Father? Psalm 61, 2 through 3. I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed, April. It doesn't say April. I just added that in there. For you are my safe refuge. Great prayer. Psalm 102, 1 through 2. Lord, hear my prayer, dot, dot, dot. And then it goes, don't turn away. I've, I've had to pray that prayer sometimes. I've been like, God, turn from me. So these are just verses to try to encourage you of remembering, of hiding, establishing daily rhythm. Number two, establish a weekly rhythm of saturating with God's Word. Like, here it is. Here's a weekly rhythm. Listen, this is, this is free. Establish a habit for being consistent in God's Word, in His Word, but in His house for the remainder of 2020. Now, here, here's goals. Pastor, I'm going to be four out of four, four out of five, four out of four, four out of four. Don't lie to me. And you might be. That's awesome. But just establish, say, God, help me to be more consistent in coming to your house of serving, of being with other believers, because that drip, that saturation process begins to help frame me and make me more like Christ. That's why I'm so thankful for you, for our faith family, that we have the, the growth. And then here it is, establish a monthly rhythm, a monthly rhythm. rhythm. And here, here's a simple monthly rhythm, and we're going to close and have body life. It could be that... To, you know what today is? March 1st. March 1st. So that means there's what? 10 months left in 2020. What if you decided to memorize one verse for every month for the rest of this year? You could learn 10 verses. 10. 
You're saying, Pastor, that's not very much. That's 10 more you know now. I mean, 10. I, and so this is a challenge to me saying, what if, what if we decide to memorize God's word and hide a verse a month? Man, that would be awesome. We would be saturated with the presence of Christ. Let's pray together. Will you do that with me? We're going to wrap up and we're going to go. Lord, we need to be filled. We need to be consumed. We need to be drenched with the spirit of Christ, with the word of God. Lord, encourage us in our pursuit of you. Saturate us as a fellowship. Saturate us as believers, Lord Jesus. We desire to be filled with you. We know, Father, that saturation is a process. And we, just, we want to determine this morning in our hearts that we want to be saturated witnesses. We want to have a gospel-saturated heart for you. And we want to be filled and be a grace-saturated believer in jesus name amen now here's what i want you to do